welcome to an all new episode of Damn That's Good with Big Salinas Barbecue with Randy and Junior Salinas. The show starts now. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 55 of Damn That's Good with Big Salinas Barbecue. I'm Randy Salinas, joined by my co host and brother, Junior Salinas. Uh, we got a good, fun episode for you. Uh, without further ado, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors, which are Holy Smoke Spice Company, Brothers Keepers Barbecue, uh, Prairie Fresh, Mad Cow Cutlery, and of course, Meat Hugger. Be sure to follow them on all the social media sites. Uh, give their products a try and let us know as well as them know what you think, what you cooked on, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, let's just get this party started. Hey, 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 let's do it. We had a great episode uh, last week. We had a guest on, Dave uh, Battendorf from Steal Their Sign Shop Sauce. Uh, we actually tried his stuff out, uh, got some of that hottie hottie uh, for the Super Bowl. We tore it, uh, they tore it up. It's hot. We still got some left over. It's, it's got a kick to it a little bit more than I'd like, but uh, it's, it's worth it. It's good kick. They liked it. Uh, just got care package from him the other day. Go check his stuff out. Um, you will not be disappointed. It's got a great taste. It's got great flavor. Uh, the man is doing good things over there. So steal your shine sauce. Uh, go check him out as he was our guest last week. Uh, like I said, you will not be disappointed with uh, what you get from him. Yeah, definitely you won't. Uh, you got a small business shout out? I do not. Do not. Uh, of course, I figured you were going to, that you were going to say that. Well, I actually do. Uh, I did stop <laughs> in uh, before we'll get into uh, probably a little topic that we're going to discuss here shortly. Uh, but there is a little cigar shop over there by Char 380, so I decided to stop there this week since we're getting ready for a cook-off. I needed to get some different cigars and everything like that, uh, so if we're on in that McKinney, you know, Anna, uh, Salina area, be sure to stop by uh, Vizio Cigars. There, It's uh, 1521 North Custer Road. In McKinney, Texas, right there off of Custer Road and 380, right, right in that same parking lot of Walmart. Uh, you can't kind of miss it if you know where Great Clips is or uh, uh, Char 380 is. It's kind of right in that little, right in that little area. Uh, but picked up some good cigars, so definitely if you're looking for something new, uh, be sure to check them out. And I do believe they do have like Thursday night events. Uh, so if you want to meet some cool people, smoke some cigars, drink, it's a lounge and everything like that. So you just roll right in, light some cigars, uh, talk with the owner and all of them. Very nice dude. Uh, again, that is Vizio Cigars. Uh, I'll unveil what we, what I picked up at the cookoff. Uh, but that's my small business shout out. And what you could you do. You could do Char 380 since you were there last week. I mean, it's in the same shopping center, giving a class. We'll get into that. Uh, but definitely go check out Sean up there, Char 380. He's got some meats right there. You can go in there. You can get stuff, all kinds of sauces, all kinds of rubs. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong. We had a great time in there. Uh, we were in there looking at all kinds of grills. 
uh, anything you want, he can get. Um, he's got it all. So uh, definitely go there, especially I would recommend if you have a big green egg, there's not an accessory I don't think you can get. Uh, if you need it, you can get it from him. So we'll, yes, we'll yes. make shift of yeah. one. <laughs> what have I been up to? Just working, 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 working. Getting this softball thing going with these girls uh, as we get to go, our season gets going. Um, still got those sponsors, still got some sponsorship opportunities. If you are interested, let me know. Uh, but uh, that's what I've been up to. Did some, like I said, we did some cooking for the Super Bowl, uh, threw down some wings, uh, some jalapeno poppers that we got from ATB. Uh, I should have added, I was thinking of adding some seasoning to it. Um, just to add a little kick to it, a little spice to it. I could have added that hottie hottie now that I think about it. Could have just brushed it on there um, and, and really made them go. But those were good. The wings came out delicious. Uh, nothing. I didn't put anything else on it but holy garlic. Got them down there, let them marinate real good. Uh, we went to church, came back, stuck them on the grill, got it going. So it was a, uh, it's a good thing. And like I said, tossed it afterwards just in that hottie hottie right after it come off the grill. So uh, nice and warm, very good uh, from there. Haven't done it. I had done much cooking. Needed to go out there and clean the grill here. Uh, was going to do it this weekend, but we got other plans, so it's all good. What have you been up to? Uh, just basically been doing the class at Charter 380. We'll kind of dive right into that because uh, we're not we're not going to segue into all these, you know, like we've been doing past weeks, kind of dive right into it. I want to change things up on you. Uh, so yeah, because I mean that's one thing I've been cooking. Uh, so I just cooked that brisket for Char 380, um, and it's kind of as Junior's kind of talked talked about in the past. Uh, always kind of been shy, never kind of wanted to talk. Takes me a while to kind of warm up. Uh, this kind of this class was kind of uh, me having to get out of that kind of shell and actually have to teach. Um, so, I mean, it was very fun. Uh, but, yeah, cooked up the brisket for everyone, tr showed them how to trim it. Uh, we talked about, you know, fire management, uh, my preferred uh, brisket choice. Uh, let's see, talked about, you know, seasoning, what my go-to seasoning, the whole salt and pepper thing, you know, binder, no binder, spritzing, not spritzing, all that kind of stuff. Uh <laughs> Best thing I would say to class is probably within five minutes of starting the class, someone goes, oh, man, I already got my 50 bucks worth with that first tip that I kind of told them. So, Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, we got there later. We were trying to get there and, uh, you know, throw you some support, throw you some love. Uh, I, I, Chelsea, really, I'll be honest with you, didn't want to go. And I said, well, he's got a tasting of brisket so you'll be able to get you a piece or two of it all of a sudden she was on board uh of course uh we had to keep the little one we had eaten with us we had to keep her quiet to let you teach so you would interrupt and then uh once she got a hold of that brisket that second piece you gave was a nice thick piece and she ate every bit of it but i, I think it. the end uh and right at the end she bit into it and it fell out of her hand uh but she ate so basically ate good three pieces she loved it uh, brisket did come out good and tender, but yeah, I, I loved just watching the interaction that you had on it, the the questions that you got uh, from it. You know, some said, "Will they have a pellet smoker? What's the difference?" Some were interested in potentially getting pellet smoker. I mean, it was just you had a good wide variety. But yeah. uh, thinking back, yeah, they, to were, it, they were all kind of beginners too. 
Um, there are some that had already been cooking. Uh, one that kind of showed up before we had kind of had been talking before. Uh, but mainly everybody kind of, when they cook a brisket, they're cooking for, you know, three, four, maybe five people and wanted yeah. to kind of see uh, what they can do with the leftovers. You know, how can they maximize the eating and all that kind of stuff? And I just kind of talked to them about it and I gave them some tips. You got to trim it down to where the size that you want, that you know, hey, this is going to feed, you know, my family. The rest I can put in the freezer, save it for another day. I can, you know, use it to cook another type of brisket. I can separate it or I can, you know, throw it on the grill, whatever kind of stuff. Correct. Uh, definitely we did get into the whole, you know, pellet smokers, fat side up, fat side down. Um, and I told them at the very beginning I've never worked in a barbecue restaurant. Everything I've learned is from YouTube, Facebook. Um, you know, social media, uh, asking. I did take one barbecue barbecue class with Mason. That was uh, yep. Ferris Wheeler's barbecue class. Uh, but other than that, you know, just kind of learning and honing in on the craft, and that's what I kind of told them as well. Uh, but yeah, definitely was was fun. Oh, uh, for sure. It looked it looked fun. Like I said, it looks like they got a lot out of it, which was really good. Um, which is what you want. Uh, at the end of the day uh, from it. Like I try to get somebody from church to go, but I think he just had, uh, he's a beginner as well on it. So um, it, it's just all, it was all in good, good learning. He had other stuff he had to do, so he couldn't make it. Um, but uh, I told him just to kind of show up and we'll make it work. <laughs> but he, he had other plans to it. So it's no big deal. But what was you say? I mean, having to look at it, and I know you're going to have to put your thinking cap on a little bit. What was the most interesting question that you got? Like one that you had to kind of think like. I mean, there was no really a hard thinking questions. Um, like I said, most of the questions were just, hey, um, if you use a binder, you know, what kind of binder do you use? Uh, how much are you sp spritzing? Um, you know, just general questions. There were no really kind of hard questions. Okay. Um, and I always told them, you know, my opinion is, you know, this. Um, try it that way. See if you like it. Um, if you don't like my, met my method, hey, cool. You know, keep doing your method. It's totally up to you. Um, but yeah, there was really kind of, there. I mean, all the questions were good, um, but there were no really kind of hard questions that kind of stumped me. I would say. Now it'd probably be different, you know, when it gets to like, you know, state <laughs> class or do maybe doing uh, a brisk, another brisket class with those, you know, experts in there. They may have a question that may kind of stump me there for a bit. But yeah, that class there was there were all good questions. There were no no hard questions. I would say. Uh, yeah, because I know, uh, you know, people ask, you get stopped, or, you know, people find out about it, they see us on Facebook or whatever, and they run into one of us. Um, I think one of the most common questions I get is how, you know, fat side up, fat side down. Uh, I know your take, like for my instance, on a Weber kettle, putting it down, protecting that meat, just in case you have... Any type of flare-up or any type of thing that it just so should happen, you know, uh, from there. So uh, what, what was your kind of general thing? Do you, I know you kind of depends on what you cook it with, but what's your preference yeah. on it? And that's what I told him, too. It all depends on what, 
what you're cooking on or where the heat source is coming from. So like a Weber, drum smoker, uh, pellet grill, I would always kind of say um, fat side down to protect the meat. Same thing if you wanted, if you had a vertical smoker, um, fat side down, um, you know, offset, you can kind of go, you know, either way. I prefer fat side up on a, my, my offset. That's my preferred one. Um, but it's all kind of tri trial and error. You have to Correct. find out what you like. Um, are you more about presentation-wise with, you know, the fat, being able to see the fat, or you just want to see the meat itself? Um, <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no wrong way or right way to cook a brisket as long as the brisket comes out. But that's the only thing that matters. Facts. And as long as you like it, and I think I told the guy's name is Steve up at church, and um, he stopped me off. We were talking, had a good conversation, and he's like, I asked him. That was the biggest thing I asked, and I was like, did your family like it? He goes, yeah, but I think I could have done better. And, you know, it's like the brisket, one brisket I made, it's like, I we liked it. Y'all liked it. Y'all ate it. Um, all good. You know, I was like, okay, I know I could have let it rest. Maybe that would have helped bring the juiciness or uh, kept a better eye on turning it, you know, or even – Instead of trying to cook it like I cooked it, you know, start it, get up earlier in the morning, um, you know, without having to cook it truly overnight, uh, you know, yep. get up three or four in the morning, get the fire going, you know, uh, and then go from there. So it's all learning experience. And like I said, don't, we don't, there's no, I love the fact there's no wrong way or right way to do brisket. Uh, you yep. want to spritz, you spritz. You want to put a binder, put a binder. I saw somebody the other day, they put a mustard binder. Yes, it doesn't do anything, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, it's just, hey, that's how yep. you did it. I mean, I remember we grew up, uh, dad used to put beer in his on his brisket, used to marinate it in a beer. Um, and if you didn't use two beers or three, you may not have got the taste. And like now you look at it, it's like that's a loss. Like they don't even think about that now. So yeah, um, it's truly thing and um, of learning it, trial and error. Uh, like I said, it's it's nothing to be. It's I guess you could be a little scared, a little intimidated because it is an expensive big cut of meat, uh, but. Uh, you know, I would say my biggest advice, and I think you even said it, is if you, you're going to mess up, don't worry about it. Uh, just learn from your mistake and, and move on. Yep. There. Yeah. It, and people forget on social media, uh, you'll get a lot. You'll see a lot of those people saying, you know, traditional cooking here in Texas is on an offset. If it's not an offset, it's not barbecue. That's... 100% false. Um, traditional barbecue, whether it's Texas, California, wherever, traditional barbecue has been either in some cultures has been you know cooking in the ground, has been cooking on um, you know the stone, you know kind of live fire, open fire, um, then it's involved into you know offsets, you know pellet grills, drum smokers, you know Weber grills, etc., and that still evolves. Um, so traditional barbecue nowadays is whatever you want to cook it on, whatever you want, however you want to cook it, that's your traditional barbecue. Um, you know, you just kind of kind of keep doing it. Um, and that's the biggest thing that, we're, you know, I want to whenever we, I teach the classes is kind of let them know, hey, however you want to cook it, that's totally perfect. Um, as long as it comes out, you know, delicious. That's the only thing that matters. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think that's that's the thing too. What I mean, you know, is what you do come out delicious. It's going to come out. You you know, if you mess it up. You got to play the wind. You got to play those factors. It was. Um, it's just the, you know, I think the biggest question and the longest, one of the longest discussions that I heard from chasing your niece around after a while was the temperature probes on it. Uh, go into that on a little bit. I know we've dove into it in the past, uh, but just a refresher. What is like, I use the meter one and we were talking about, it's a great one. It's Bluetooth. I can use it on my phone. I can be, you know, just checking on my phone. Oh, hey, I need to go check it. Um, you use something different. You use more of a wired setup, I think, is what you have for the. Yeah, I use the wired setup just because it's a smaller, smaller hole versus the meter probe being, you know, real big. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of depending on if you, you know, want you know like a pin size, um, or like a number two pencil size hole, <laughs> kind of, um. You know, and it, it, they're both work great. So I know someone was saying he has the meter, but it's sometimes it's off um, by like ten degrees, so it's kind of hard. Um, so we did. I did tell him, hey, go with you know the Maverick over that chart has is really good. Um, that I've heard from, I've never used it. Uh, I always kind of like the Thermaworks because they're very dependable. They're wired. Um, some of them you do you are able to get on your phone if you want to go a little bit expensive. Uh, they're going to last. Um, now, the biggest thing, if you're going to have a wired one, is you have. I would recommend having something that's waterproof. Because if you don't, if it's not waterproof, once it gets wet, you're basically out of 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and then it's great to have. Because uh, like I was telling them, you know, I know I can probe it and I can be, you know, on the couch not having to worry about where what the temperature is in it, um, and I can cook it all the way up until you know however I want, whenever I want to pull it, um, and then wrap it. I know some of the other questions were you know what you know do I wrap it at one sixty five? When do I wrap it? Uh, like I was telling them, I wrap at one eighty five, so about one eighty to one ninety is when I wrap, depending on the, the bark. If it's set, if it's where I want, then I wrap it. Um, sometimes I may not wrap at all. Yeah, kind of depends. I think uh, I heard the thing with the meter, uh, and it's yeah. weird because you cannot judge the internal temperature of not your meat, but uh, there's an internal temperature column, and that's what your meat is, and then there's a external, which would be basically your pit, and it's supposed to give yeah. you that. That's always off. Uh, I've had it tell me 200 degrees and I'm cooking a steak and I know that the meat, the thing on the thing is going at 450 and it's still climbing. So, um, I think a big part of that one is you got to keep the ends clean, that Bluetooth side. I've noticed if I keep it closer to it, like, um, on my Weber, I've got the little, uh, crate. So I'll set the block right there below it. So it's a good distance where it's reading it, then Wi-Fi and out or boot, you know, hit the Wi-Fi, hit the tooth out uh and it, yeah it's a couple degrees like i made okay it's time to take it off i may give it another minute or so on a steak to let it cook a little bit longer but uh usually when i take it off it gives me the rest time 
it's been spot on for Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea likes it with me. If it's a little under, hey, that's okay. If it's a little over, it's still going to be medium rare like I like it. So uh, I'm good on it. But, yeah, I think it's time to definitely get out there and get another brisket going for myself. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm not going to tell them, Mike, you got to find those final deals. Uh, for sure. If you're kind of scared to cook a brisket, find a cheap one. Uh because then, you know, it's not as bad if you let it, uh, if you mess up, uh, you know, you can overcook it and, you know, with the select and have some good chopped brisket if you want. Um, it's not going to be as juicy. Um, sometimes it is as dry, it is dry, but it does take a little bit more care yeah. into it. Definitely you can inject if you want to inject this to kind of get um, some kind of moisture in there. Totally fine as well. Um, so, yeah. What is it that you look for? Forget uh, choice prime. I know you look at the deals, and I love the thing you're preaching Kroger, Kroger, Kroger. You should be a sponsor for Kroger. We know we got H E B deal going around, and it, they're there, but it's it's kind. Of, I've looked at some of those briskets, and I was like, Ugh. Uh, Kroger usually runs a good a good deal when they run a deal, and usually it's a very good uh, choice brisket. Um, I think you even won a competition just using that one choice or something, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, no, no. What do you look for? Like when you're looking at briskets, um, obviously it's different from a competition to a cater. So let's just go with the catering thing because that's what more people are going to look at. What is your? What do you look for in it? I mean, they're all ba- they're all basically the same. Um, I always always look for the marbling on the outside or you know within the meat. Um, so when you look at the brisket, you pick it up, you see that fat on top of the flat. If you look very closely between the the grain, if you see a lot of white going through with it, that's that's what I'm looking for. Um, and then I'll look for the actual flat if it's thick enough from you know left to right, front to back. If I can get that good thickness all the way around, or you know almost all the way around, um, then that's kind of what I want. I'm not concerned about all the fat on there. Because you know most of it's going to come off anyway. Correct, correct. correct Weight correct. wise, probably about sixteen to eighteen pounds. Um, just because catering or cooking backyard, um, it's a lot better to have a bigger brisket like that than a smaller brisket that's going to come out three or four pounds. Um, but yeah, it's you know sixteen, eighteen pounds. Looking for that intermuscular fat, um, a good thickness on the flat. You know, even, um, and this kind of trying to. Once I pick it up, I can see, kind of like take a snapshot with my mind. Hey, how is it going to come out? Okay, good. And then, like I told them, the whole bend test. I mean, technically, I guess I bend it, but it's when I throw it over my shoulder to walk out. Uh, <laughs> You're not like that does, one video. It's like yeah. trying to bend it, it in the yeah. class. <laughs> no, yeah, I've never had one that does that. I've, I mean, I don't bend from here. And then touch back here. Um, but yeah, I've never had it, you know, be able to go and build like a taco. Yeah. Just the um, sure packaging would prevent that most of the time if it's packaged right. Yeah. If it's packaged right, yeah, it's not gonna it's gonna bend a little bit, it's not gonna bend a whole lot. No. Yeah, and then competition wise, I wanna go even bigger. Um, and then now I'm looking for the wagyu. I'm not looking for prime unless the prime is just, you know. Out of this mind, you know, the intermuscular fat is just way better than the 
uh, Wagyu. Um, but like, and that's why I told them Wagyu is what I have to, what we have to cook with for competitions because everyone else is using it. You got to kind of have to go with it. Um, and the way we, I cook it, kind of, it comes out just as good. You can't really even tell the difference between the prime and the Wagyu, um, besides the moisture in there. Um, but yeah. And kind of same thing, like I said, the thickness, I want it the thicker the flat yes. and the bigger the flat. So the longer, wider, the better it is for me because I know when I trim it, to get those seven to ten slices, I know um, I'm going to have more. To, I really have more to play with than less. I really be able to get, you know, 14, 20 slices versus just having seven to ten and hoping that they all stay together. Yeah, Sorry. that used to be one of the hardest things at a competition was trying to pick it. And that's why I think uh, dad and I both have just adopted the thing of like, I just stay away. And it's like, it's Randy's done the cooking. It's Randy's ball of wax. He's going to it. Yep. Let him ride with what we got. It's our. It's my job to get it there nice and safe. Um, and then go from there. Uh, the only thing I will give you one critique that I saw that I think you should have done differently because that's where I think mistakes can happen. I've made that mistake uh, is locating and how the grain is. You should have put it up there and say, okay, how do I cut this? Because they were all kind of standing over you uh, and see if they all could have picked which way you needed to turn it. Uh, just to be a little bit more interactive um, from there. But that's just one thing, guys, because I know that can be a mistake and that will determine you could cook it great, but if you cut it the wrong way, you're going to have a, a difficult eat regardless. So, if yeah. you cut so it the wrong and that way. I actually did because you y'all had did left. Um, I got into the point and I kind of flipped it over and I showed them this is okay. Grain's running this way. You got to cut it against. Here's the cheat code. You know the grain's. Running one way, I'll trim it down to where that grain, if it's running this way, then it's going to be trimmed down to the points here. Now, if you leave a point, you can always cut it and have a little bit dangling off, um, kind of, you know, like that. And then Amazing. once you trim it, you can then go, you know where the grain is. You kind of <laughs> cut a little bit of slice off of there. And you, just, you know, not go all the way, but go almost halfway. Gotcha. Just enough to where, you know, you can, you know, like your butt cheeks, you can spread them apart and it'll come back. Y'all have got to go to YouTube when this comes out. If you're you're listening to it anywhere you get your podcast, of course, go check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe and like button, the YouTube. You see him literally fingering the air, like he was fingering his, the microphone or something. I don't know. Um, it was pretty funny. But no, I, see, I did. I had to go. We had to get some stuff. Uh, we we're trying to keep Eden occupied on it. Uh, so you're right, I did miss it. So apparently, never mind then. Uh, but no, it was. But like I said, that I know that's one mistake that can be done um, very easily. If you don't get the grain just right, you're going to miss it uh, where you can't see the thing from there. So uh, that is my thing. Like I said, don't be afraid to, to get out there, try brisket. Um, if you need help, reach out to us via. Facebook Messenger, um, either one of us. Uh, if you have our, we'll text you. If you if you have our number, text us, whatever, uh, and we will certainly help you out because, like I said, that's our goal. We're not looking to to do anything as far as uh, keep our secrets to ourselves. We want to share the love and, and the passion that we have for it 
uh, with you. And hey, but like I said, if you have a different way, say, hey, I do it this way and I think it comes out a little better. What do y'all think? And definitely share that with us. Hey, because your way might be something that we've never thought about and it may work out. We may change our ways uh, to, to copy you. Never know. But uh, no, it was a good class. I think, yeah, like I said, you had a real good turnout on it. Uh, they're intrigued on it. The brisket was delicious that you cooked. What did you do with the brisket that you trimmed up and you put in the refrigerator, in the freezer or whatever refrigerator there? I brought it home and it's in the freezer. Ah. Yep. It'll get it'll get cooked eventually. Um, there'll be a time that'll be calling for it. Uh, and I already have one trimmed. See? Uh, yeah, I brought it home. Same thing with the trimmings. The trimmings are there. Uh, just they're there now with the trimmings for from the brisket I trimmed for Saturday. Um, so those will all get cooked up eventually. I'm not sure when, but eventually they'll get cooked up. What do you cook? How do you do? You just smoke the trimmings the same, or what do you do? Smoke, season them, smoke them the same, just like you know you normally would a brisket. Um, you basically do everything the same. The cooking time is this shorter. Um, depending on the thickness of it, it may take you know three hours. Um, the thicker pieces may take four, four to six hours to cook. Um, I'll still wrap them about 170, 180. Um, wrap them on butcher paper. I just kind of throw all of them together and then just chop them up once they're done. Now, so. remember, people, you cannot cook every part that you cut off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny when people said they try to cook that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not going to cook. You can smoke uh, that thing for 25 hours. <laughs> it's yeah. Not- yeah. And then, like I told them, like, you can also take them and you can make. Uh, grind it up, make hamburger meat, make some brisket burgers. Um, you can, uh, you know, keep them up, put them in a stew, um, anything like that. You just, or if you want to cut it in thin strips to kind of make fajitas, you can. Uh, but if you're going to do fajitas, I would mm-hmm. highly recommend cooking it to the same tenderness as a brisket because if it, you can't cook it medium rare, um, because you ain't going to like the taste or the chew of it. Um, can tell you that much. Uh, it's anything with the brisket, you have to kind of cook to that tenderness unless it's, you know, ground up. Um, they put in a sausage or hamburger meat um, because then everything cooks quicker. Yeah. Um, this is an FYI. For yeah, real. That's cool. That's some good brisket talk right there. Like I said, you did a great yep. class. Uh, great people. I mean, they were intrigued on it. New, they were newbies to it, uh, which, you know, you can all learn it. Even the ones that have done it plenty of times and me, you know, get it done. I know you had a wide variety offsets, uh, Weber's, uh, pellet smokers. So it was a good, good way to do it. Hopefully they'll try it out, send you their results and good results from here on out. Oh yeah, no, that's what I told him too. Just let 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 me know if you ever have questions, catering orders, whatever the question, whatever it may be. We're always here to help. Um, but yeah, definitely there will be more barbecue classes to come. Uh, like I told them, if you have an idea for a class, um, definitely just shoot it up to Sean, or you can shoot it to myself, and we'll kind of relay the message. Um, if it's something I can do, I'll probably do it. If it's something I can't do. Uh, I've never done before. Um, I may 
get try to we may try to get someone to do it um and see but yeah definitely more classes to come on that front uh and the kind of competition talk because we've been teasing it uh Uh-oh. this friday and saturday we will be in irving so irving elks lodge so if you're in that area um or at the cook-off definitely come out and see us uh i will be up there early friday morning uh all day friday and saturday uh Probably parents will probably be up there at night as well. Uh, we are taking the RV. I'm not sure how it's going to work because I don't think that's going to be a big place, but we're going to see. It's going to be a cluster. I can probably tell you that much. <laughs> I was just watching <laughs> a TikTok on, <laughs> on that movie and on him saying it's a clusterfuck. It's like, yeah. such a great movie, but it's not the biggest place in the world. But yeah, uh, that was one thing we were, we were, I was going to ask you later off there. Uh, but um, yeah, come out and have, have a drink, have a beer with us. Uh, for sure, I will be up there Saturday. Um, I may try to sneak up there Friday for a few hours. Um, see how it's going to be, uh, hang out with y'all. Um, I may, I may stay Friday night. I don't know yet. I will let you know because Chelsea's got some things. She's got to go do some shopping for the baby at a big, uh, baby event, secondhand store. What baby? Uh, your niece. You ain't having no other one yet. Mm. Y'all heard it here first. Chelsea is pregnant. Chelsea is not <laughs> pregnant. Uh, so we're she's gonna do some shopping for Eden and uh place we go get some stuff. We don't need much stuff. We try to get clothes for summertime and stuff because she's starting to get taller and taller. Um and beets not growing or anything like that. But uh so I may I may come up Friday, hang out and then stay and then just do that from there. We'll we'll plan it out, I'll let you know. But yeah, come out, have a drink, have a beer or two or three. Or four or five, smoke a cigar with us, uh, and we will definitely uh, enjoy your company. If you got questions, now's a good time to do it. You want to see? Um, we've had people go up there just to kind of hang out with, just to see how it is to cook on a barrel smoker, or just to see to walk around. And the cool thing about competitions, if you've never been, I encourage you to go. Is you can go to other pits and be like, hey, and ask questions. Everybody is a big community. Everybody. They will answer your questions. You can, you say, hey, I'm learning. How, how does your fire work on this? On this, Because you will see a very wide variety of pits from big old drums, big old gaff, 500-gallon things to, you know, you may see somebody out there with a Weber kettle. Uh, not a Weber kettle. Uh, yeah, Weber kettle. Big green egg, whatever it is, you'll see it out there. So uh, come on out. It should be a lot of fun. Um Definitely, they're always supporting some kind of organization and some kind of charity, so that's why we like to do it too. But uh, for sure, yeah, it'll yeah it'll be fun. Be I think it'll be a good turnout. Uh, from what it's looking like, is twenty at least twenty plus. I would probably say maybe 30, 40. Uh, I know some of the big cooks here, um, like James and Erica Dotson, are in Houston. Uh, yeah, Justin with Hat Creek Q is in Houston. Um, some of, so some of the big ones are down there cooking at the Houston Livestock Rodeo, so definitely good luck to them. Uh, and a special good luck to uh, Colorado County. Uh, go Texan, I believe. Uh, let me just double check. Uh-oh. 
I believe that's that. Yeah, Colorado County Go Texan Barbecue. Uh, they are cooking as well. I, we did send them some of our barbecue products to use, um, you know, for oh. that weekend, for this week, for festivities and all that. Nice. Kind of stuff. So definitely a special shout out to them. Good luck to them. Um, good luck to everyone cooking uh, any cook-off this weekend. Uh, so for we'll sure. be in Irving, so definitely for sure. We'll have some barbecue sauce, some all of our rubs there. So if you want some stuff, save on shipping, swing by, pick it up. Uh, I'll have a case each. Um, so definitely come by. Uh, if you won't plan on buying all of them, bring a box because I won't have no boxes. So bring a box. Uh, unless you want to carry all my products to your car. Uh, let us if you if you're looking for it. Let us know in advance. Or if I'm not out there Friday and you make that order, say hey, I'll come back Saturday. Randy can let me know. I can swing by. I can pick up your order in a box, and uh, we can get all that taken care of. Uh, so you can certainly do that. Uh, you know, just just let us know in advance, and we'll get it ready to go because there's nothing like it. And yeah, definitely good luck to that team. Houston Road, Houston Rodeo, and uh, thing has got a big old one. Um, it'd be great to one day get into that, uh, but it's a lot. Like uh, I think uh, Chicken Fried Barbecue Man said it the other day. Uh, you kind of it's people been there for years and years and years, so you kind of yeah. kind of get invited in there. Uh, but I'm glad we're, we're shaking off the dust, knocking the dust off, getting the rust off, uh, and yep. we'll see what happens. We'll see how we go. We, um, we're doing two, basically, cardinal sins this weekend. Uh, we're knocking off the rust, minute. and we are going to be using some brand-new recipes because we're just basically just trying to shit out. Because, uh, you know, kind of we teased it before, you know, the rib rub and the brisket rub, so those two combinations are going to be – getting kind of a re revamp so we're gonna just kind of see how it does this weekend for uh this is basically tune-up for march for weatherford um and then the chicken one you know we've been kind of struggling on chicken or i've been struggling on chicken uh and again on that one we're just gonna be kind of redoing it a little bit just good just trying to see what happens see how if we can come up with a good flavor profile that we like and then run with that uh for now on uh, again, this is just a tune-up for Weatherford because that one is $30,000 plus added money in Weatherford. Wow. So if you do want a chance for some big-time money, uh, come to Weatherford. For sure, yeah. that is on the 17th, uh, which happens to be St. Patrick's Day. St. Patty's uh, Day. So, yeah, definitely come out there. Uh that one's always a fun one. Like I said, that one's 30,000 30, plus. I think last year, Bruce first place in meats won like 1,500 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like 1,500, 1,600 bucks. Because yeah. you placed, you placed I high. I placed fifth and I won my money back. You won your money almost. Yeah, you were like 50 yeah. bucks short. If you'd have been one more place, you would have had it. And he only, and he only did it in one category. So, um, Definitely, if you can go out there and place some stuff. That, if you want to get in it, let us know because you can take your RV to that. They got hookups. Uh, it is a great – that's a great event. It's a fun event um, out there to be in that one. Like I said, it's great people. Uh, you will talk to people at these competitions. If you've never been, I encourage you just to go hang out with us, walk around, see the different pits, ask the questions. Yep. You 
be talking to these people as if you've you thought you've known them for years and years and years and you've just met them today. And you may like it was last year, you you were next to a guy uh next to somebody you went to high school with. You didn't even know y'all ain't Yeah, they're gonna be there this weekend. They <laughs> so will be there. You were like hey, they will be there this weekend and they're not a brand new trailer, but a brand new trailer to them. Uh it's a big trailer. Like I told them, that's what I want to see is how they're gonna get in there that night. Uh, oh, so wow. we're gonna see how they how they manage to get in there. Yeah, so but yeah, we're usually yeah we usually in the cookout we go to we're always kind of find on someone new to, new to talk yeah. to. Um, so and normally we're away from the turn in and that's not in we do that kind of intentional because we can get out easier. So uh, plus yeah. it's easier to get in. Uh, some people like to be right there near the turn in because they want to turn it in at the last minute. No, you know, I think we've had a good mix of our turn-in times, when we turn it in, when we don't turn it in, um, getting the rules down. That's one thing if you do do a competition, make sure you know those rules because some of them do have you, – you only have 10 minutes, so you have 10 minutes before. So if it's 1 o'clock turn-in, for example, you have – at 1 o'clock, they stop, and it's 1 o'clock on that dot on that clock at yep. the turn-in table. If you're one second late, sorry about your lot. Uh, so – uh, Weatherford 2 has one that you've won in the past. They have a Cook's Choice. You going to do the Cook's Choice this year with it? Yeah, we're doing Cook's Choice. We're doing beans, the three meats of brisket, chicken, ribs. Plus, we're doing mac and cheese Friday night, I believe. Um, yeah. And I think there was a steak one, too, but the steak one is just – they're just giving away the money to the first place. So, to me, you know, um, now I'm – you know, if I can't eat the steak on Friday, I'm not. I'm not want to cook it. Because uh, <laughs> it still will be Lent. We yeah. still we don't, we don't go to. He don't go to church, ladies and gentlemen. But he still follows. He's still a man of God. That's right. <laughs> but uh, so uh, maybe we'll throw a fish fry. Y'all want to get down and help us out? We'll do a little fish fry out there. We got the stuff. We can bring it out there and uh, you know do what we need to do. But. Uh, I think Friday I'm taking off work. I got a doctor's appointment in the morning, and so I may – it'll probably be me and Eden out there because uh, Chelsea's going to be in Napa Valley. She's going to be in California at a conference, so uh, you may have your niece a little bit longer than you want. But uh, they got a little – I thought they had a little playground or something out there. We'll take some stuff for her to play and have some good time. So it's not like she doesn't love to be outside and yeah. be in that stuff, so – She'll be fine. I'm sure there's there'll be dogs running around and stuff like that. Oh my like god, that. yeah. We'll uh, get, like I said, yeah, Weatherford is definitely a fun one. And then there's also one in April. Uh I think it's April. Um that is uh also in Weatherford, but it's one further down. It's at Parker oh, yeah. Parker County Sheriff Posse, I believe. That's the Chile Arena or something. Yeah. Right, um yeah, that's the CBA barbecue cook off. That's another fun one. Um, so if you're looking for one of those, definitely uh, go out to that one as well. Uh, let's try to show them North Texas will can show up and show out. Um, <laughs> those and then, are of course the nice. Outlaw Barbecue one on this weekend is what we're going to be cooking in. So uh, you know that's one of the ones you know if you want to get into it for the first time, you can you know if you got a whole group of buddies, maybe there's someone out there cooking, grab you some meat and let say hey you know. Let me cook on it with you because uh, you can share a pit. Um, just kind of FYI to everybody out there. Okay. Um, on the drums, it's a little bit harder, um, but just kind of FYI, you know, to everyone okay. out there looking. Uh, yeah. 
definitely come out to one of those cookouts. Let us know. Hey, we're going to be competing. Um, you know, competing, just hang out, whatever the case may be is. And, and don't be scared. Don't be scared out there. Like I said, um, we've been to ones where they've had to do, at a certain point, you had to hit so many to become a state competition qualifying. So if you finished, what, it was a top five or something like that, you qualified for state or top three, whatever. Uh, and people have gone out there and like, oh, I've never done it, but I'll give it a shot. And people, you'll get other pit masters, other teams that will say, well, okay, cool. I've got an extra brisket. You can have my brisket or I've got chicken. Here you go. Or, Hey, you know, uh, I'll, we'll pay your entry fee. You go buy your meat. So, and then you're paying, you're basically at that point, you're playing with house money. And some people have take walked away with grand champions in that, those events yeah. before, because they, they don't know anything better. So they're just doing what they normally cook. Uh, and then now they're hooked. So, uh, go out there and like I said, if you forget something again, you I've we've forgotten stuff and we've gone next door. Hey, do y'all have this? Oh yeah, I got that. Here you go. Borrow this up. Yep. We had to borrow a plug for a generator because we had a meat in there and we thought the meat might go bad and we're freaking out. Randy goes next door. The guy's like, he's got a, a spare plug, plugged it in. We ran to Home Depot and we're able to switch it out and, and get it there. So uh, people are there to help you because they want to beat you. Yes. At the end of the day, but they want to beat you at your best. So they don't want you to have any excuses when they beat you. That's it's very true statement on it. They don't want any. Uh, they don't want no fake non-holding call that all of a sudden gets called in the fourth quarter. Yeah. To change it. They want it straight up from the get go. So uh, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, come out, check us out. We'll be out there. Check out the other team. Uh, and hey, they usually have raffles and stuff, prizes that they give away. So uh, bring a little money, bring a little cash with you too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun, be exciting. Again, like I said, just knocking off the rust, trying some new recipes out, uh, and we'll see. Like I was telling Sean today, because I had to go pick up some stuff that I forgot. Um, well, I didn't technically forget. I was hoping they would be here, but they're not going to be here until next week. Uh, oh. So just made a little last minute call. I had to go get some something. Uh, and I kind of told him, you know, I'm not worried about chicken or brisket because you know I've already kind of cooked the recipe I kind of want and it'll come out really good. Um, but it's going to be kind of a different story now doing on the drums um, and trying to see. So we're just going to try to see uh, how those go. two come out. But it's mainly going to be the chicken and trying to find that right combination of, uh, you know, holy garlic, side chick, and whatever else I throw in there. Um, you know, going to see. So definitely uh, come out, join us, have a beer, smoke a cigar with us, talk some barbecue. Uh, Friday night, Saturday, uh, whatever it is. If you want to pick up some product or just want to hang out, don't matter to me. Uh, but yeah, that is what I got. You got anything else you want to touch base on? I've got nothing. I, I'm looking forward to it. It should be exciting. We haven't done it in a while. Um, get into them now. Like I said, if you're new to it, you're listening, you want to do one, maybe you're in a different uh, state, you want to come and do a Texas one. These are the ones we're telling you to do. Uh, one, because they have good good turnouts, usually pay out good. Uh, so you want to get that in there. But uh, it's a good way to learn uh, and get in there, especially if you're just trying to get your feet wet. Uh, you're not going to go wrong. Like I said, you're not going to be wrong on it. People will help you if you need help or they will do what they need to. Uh, so you can't do you can't go mess up on it. Uh, nope. Give it a shot. And we if we're there. We'll help you any way we can. Promise you that. So. But I've got nothing else on this topic. I'm looking forward to it. 
Uh, I've already got some beer on uh, in the fridge. See, look at that. Uh, you want to dive into some sports talk? Let's dive in. Let's finish this thing off with our segment that we talk about. When we're at these competitions or out in the backyard, when we're around the pit, just kind of chilling, not really doing nothing. This is what we talk about. It ain't going to be politics. There may occasionally be some Jesus talk. It may be Randy telling me I need Jesus. Uh, maybe whatever. We may talk here and there. But uh, like I said, it's usually about sports. Uh, usually what gets us going on it uh, from there. Uh, again, my, you know, we'll get it with the draft football season officially over. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, me getting to push the buttons. Uh, they're like, who are you cheering for? Who are you cheering for? Hard to kind of say in the back of my mind, I wanted the Eagles to win. But I didn't want the fan base to be as cocky as they were. Uh, and then didn't want the Chiefs fans to win because I didn't want the whole Mahomes thing. All those bandwagon Chiefs fans, you know who you are. They didn't even know. I asked one of them, I said, and you'll be surprised. I said, who was the quarterback, four-time Super Bowl champ, ended his career with the Chiefs? And you can tell me that, you're a real Chiefs fan. No one knew but Amanda. Ross's wife, Amanda Ross, Ed's wife, said Joe Montana. That's a true fan. All these other ones didn't have no clue. You cheer for the great because the grandmother, their their family's from Kansas City, so I get their their thing on it. But uh, it's all good. Uh, but you know, um, they won on a I think BS call. Eric said it best. He goes, "It seems like they get the breaks when it happens. He rather them not happen, and then they get a field goal, then have to stop. You know, hurts and the Eagles from scoring a touchdown or." Uh, kicking a field goal to tie it, I think it would have been so much of a game. Just and then there the one, hey, you got to tip your hat at that point, but uh, you gave everybody an out, and that's what they did. So uh, interesting. What was your thoughts? Like I told you, I thought that was a perfect way for them for them to lose because uh, I was sick and tired looking at seeing the coach, you know, being cocky, arrogant, all that kind of stuff. I know people are saying, you no, know, this is that's the coach I want to play for. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of coach you want to play for in high school, maybe college, but at the prof- professional level, you know, in the NFL, you don't see a coach like that. Those coaches, when they get fired, they don't get hired back. Um, and when he kind of threw, you know, oh, I have a chip on my shoulder against Andy Reid, you know, he was when he came in, he let me go, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, nobody had a bigger chip on his shoulder than – Andy Reid. Andy Reid. <laughs> then when his son died, that same year, what happened? They fired him. So what would write the in write a better story than having Andy Reid go up against the former team, the team that fired him the same year that his son died and beat him in the Super Bowl? And that's what I was kind of hoping for. Um, and that's what we got. Uh, now, of course, that call was questionable, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was, whole, it was a hold. No it was a hold. My only problem was they didn't call it for four quarters. I mean, there was no penalty. But, they yeah, didn't get any penalties. Here, here's the thing. Okay. If it would have been the Dallas Cowboys that would have lost on like that, you know what everybody would be saying? And they wouldn't be saying oh, that was a hold. They'd be telling the Cowboy fans, y'all lost. Shut up. Yep. So Eagle fans wanted to complain about it. Y'all lost. Shut up. In a story. It don't matter. 
y'all lost the game. It don't matter. Y'all had y'all you, up. Y'all had a chance to win, and the game got turned when you went on a 17-play drive, took up the whole entire third quarter, and come out with three points. Not seven, three. That was the moment that everyone in the world could tell that Patrick Mahomes was going to once again win a Super Bowl. Yep. That's when I knew. When they went on that drive and they kicked the field goal, I'm like, oh, this is it. (laughs) I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. (laughs) It's just, it was, it's one of those, like I said, you know, you're right about the coach. Uh, he just, he got on my nerves the whole season, you know, cocky and stuff. Okay. You know, uh, what do you have to be cocky about? Okay. You beat the Cowboys with the backup. Uh, Then you go get your butt handed to you by, we had our backup and that was your excuse. Now you can't use the same excuse that we, we can't, you you know, it's like, we don't get those same excuses and you're right. If it had been Dallas losing that way, they would have laughed. Ha That's what the Cowboys get. Y'all can't win the big one. Y'all still... 29 years or whatever it is, still counting, ain't been to, y'all can't win the Super Bowl, whatever. You know, it's, you know, it is what it is. But if we would have won, if it had been us and we would have won that way, oh, well, they just wanted y'all to win. It would have been more of this, it's rigged, it's this and that, and blah, blah, blah. uh, It's just, it gets old uh, with it. But, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, it was a hold in the grand scheme of things, it was. Uh, I think the guy thought, hey, it's the fourth quarter. It's the end of the game. It's the Super Bowl. They're not going to call it. They did. And that's that's exactly what everyone thought. Now, I was trying to – I don't know if I sent you there was a video where they kind of zoomed out and showed everybody. Every defender on that defensive side was holding. You could literally call them on everybody. But Mm -hmm. he was the one that did it right in front of the ref. Anytime he did it right in front of the ref, what happens most of the time, 99% of the time, it gets called. Correct. Um, yeah, same time, you know, they said, well, there was offensive holding as well. Okay, you go back and replay, replay the down. What's to say, you know, Indy Reid doesn't drop another player that gets a first down? You don't – we don't know. Um, Correct. You know. Well, they but, said there was hands to the face, that one yeah. too, that didn't get called. And it's like, okay, so it's all setting penalties, whatever. Uh, then you're giving Mahomes another shot at it. Um, here's the question. Here's the issue that I had with it is if you watch the end of it, if you people go back and look at it, they get the first down, the guy runs out of, he slides, keeps the clock running to get, to keep the clock going. They snap the ball with like 20 seconds. I think you mentioned it. They could have let that thing go down further. There was, yeah, there was eight. They, they had the clock, clock mismanagement on their mm-hmm. part and gave it a shot. Again, if it would have been Mike McCarthy would have been the Cowboys, they would have highlighted that right yeah. there uh, yep. on it. And it's just, it's so crazy that, you know, what they can get away with versus what anybody else can't get away with. If they mess up, it's like, oh, no, look, they knew what they were doing. Everybody else messes up. Well, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and it's the same kind of thing that you that you kind of probably saw in first take with the whole, you know, if Zeke gets let go, is the Zeke area a failure? And it's not. I mean, you take a look at what Zeke's done every year. He's rushed for almost a thousand yards every single year. Every year he's been put on this pedestal that he's supposed to be this great back, but hasn't lived up to the hype. Oh yes, he hasn't. For sure. But the thing, he's been 
a great running back for the Dallas Cowboys. So how's that? I know the era of failure. You don't hear that about Todd. You didn't hear that about Todd Gurley. You didn't hear about that by you know any kind of running back. Derrick Henry is you know is his era going to be done? Barkley is his era of failure. Uh, McCaffrey. You don't hear about that, but with Dallas Cowboys, you hear a lot more because it's what everyone wants to talk about. It's what drives ratings. Everybody else is kind of, oh, let's just talk about it a little bit, you know. Uh, but and then, of course, you know, you got the C, what is it, CJ Stroud now news. Everybody's talking about are the Cowboys going to trade Dak to, to draft them. You hear about that? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I heard I heard some things on it that um, you could be looking at trading Dak. I saw a move for them going to Houston. I saw one with him going to Seattle, and them getting two picks from Seattle, uh, and basically two top ten picks, and then still picking at their pick uh, and picking another receiver from Ohio State. I think it was like two three players from Ohio State. Um, I don't know how I would feel about it, to be honest with you, because, you know, the last time Jerry really, 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 really wanted somebody uh, was Paxton Lynch, and we've seen how that has written, you know, how that that story has played out. He got benched in the XFL game. Uh, So it's like, come on, he's gotten benched everywhere he's played. Um, you're a good college quarterback. You weren't anything in the pros, and that's just it. Again, you know, um, I don't know how he'll play. You know, I, think, I, said, I don't I think, know. I think honestly, that is just Jerry saying something just to kind of get some time. Some could be. Time. Well, they could be making because it up. They're not. They're not going to trade up to get him now. If he falls down to them, they may consider it. Uh, but I think what they're considering more now is a running back or, you know, receiver. Um, I think that's what they're kind of considering, you know, and he's kind of said, you know, we, yeah, we probably should draft a, you know, a quarterback just in case. Um, so I think he is going to be looking for a quarterback probably first three, four rounds, but it's not something he's going to go trade, the, you know, that to go get, you know, that's just stupid. Um, and first of all, you can't trade Dak without Dak wanting to be traded. So Jesus might as well in all that talk right there. You know, Dak would have to come and tell Jerry, Jerry, I want out. Trade me now. I'm not playing another down. Um, and then we'll have that conversation. But until that day comes, you know, it's just all it's all talk. Correct. But, we'll see. I mean, if it happens, okay, what happens? Uh you know, he could be trying to entice. Maybe they do want to move on from Dak. Um, they do want to move on from him or something. I don't know um, what their thought process is or anything like that. But um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if there's that, you know, one quarterback that's a coming out that would be a rookie that I'd be like, I want him. I want him. You know, uh, everybody sees Hurts and they're like, well, Hertz is the next great thing. He's mobile. He runs. He does this and that. Okay, you know, but how do you know this next guy is going to be any good? You know, when you make them throw the ball, they can't throw it. Look at the last play of the Super Bowl. It was a Hail Mary, 60, what, maybe 65-yard throw, and the guy left it short by 20 yards. He didn't even get it near the end zone. 
Well, supposedly he stepped on uh, Jason Kelsey's foot or something. But even then, I don't think it would have been that much of a difference. I mean, you're telling me if you step on someone's ankle or foot that you're going to underthrow everybody by 20 yards? Yes, um, come on, man. I, I, but, I, I've never heard that. I didn't hear that. Uh, they yeah, didn't even go for it. Were, Kansas City just turned and looked at the ball, watched it hit the ground, and started celebrating. Yeah. I mean, uh, and if you look at different views, there's already people when they let he let go of the ball, they saw it was going to land. They're already on the field cheering, uh, celebrating. So it's just it's yeah. like okay, whatever. Give me a break. Um, you can't throw the ball that deep. It's that simple. Uh, and and yeah. there you go. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we will see. I think it'll be a good, you know. Good offseason for the Cowboys. I hope it's going to be a good offseason for the Cowboys. Let me say that. Um, but we'll, I'm excited to see who they draft in the first round. Uh, fingers crossed. I hope the running back falls to where Cowboys can pick him up. Highly doubt he's there. Like I told you, I think he's a top 10 pick. Um, but everybody's saying uh, he's probably going to fall. To about round when the Cowboys pick, and that's Bijan Robinson. He he's a running back, so there is a shot because a lot of people don't think highly of running backs because none of them last anymore. You know, I was telling Dad the other day, I was like, "You talked about what record will never be broken." You mentioned Emmitt, and I was like, "Well, he's absolutely right because no one is going to ever get close to it because none of them put the longevity into it at all." So, uh, and I think that's why the Cowboys want to. Keep Zeke around because Zeke helps the other running backs with their legs, and I think that's what people forget. If Pollard's there by himself, you know how many touches Pollard is getting. He's getting double, if not triple, what he's getting now. Then um, that's what we saw early on with Zeke. He was getting what three, four, five hundred touches, or three or four hundred touches a, a year. Yep. Um, he was getting a lot. Which hurt, which, yeah, which hurt his the longevity. Um, same thing with, you know, Henry, when he's getting three, 400 touches a game or a year, um, a game, if you get 300 touches a game, oh my goodness. You beast. <laughs> uh, 340 touches a year. That's a lot on running backs legs. Um, then you multiply that two, three, four years. Now that's the reason why year five, year six, the running backs fall off. Yeah. So def- definitely we'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Pollard, if they're going to franchise tag him or if they're going to try to work something out with them to um, keep him here. I hope at least they keep him here for another year or two. Um, I don't see him worth $10 million. Uh, even if you cut Zeke and you keep Pollard, are you willing to take that risk? Um but hey, we don't we don't have to make the decision. Jerry has to make the decision. We get to sit back, question it, and laugh at it. It's true. That is a very true statement. We'll see. Uh, it'll be an interesting offseason, an interesting thing. Uh, but let's let's get it wrapped up uh, again. Uh, you know, let's get this going. Tune in. Next week, we'll, our next episode, we will give you the updates on how the competition went. Uh, if you would like to join this discussion and join our dis- topics, by all means, let us know. We can get you on as a guest, or we will answer any questions that you have live and on the air. Since Randy is going to have, we'll let Randy finish it off this week. 
Uh, but let's get, uh, like I said, let's have, we'll have some fun uh, at it this weekend. So definitely join us out in Irving. Be on the lookout, BigSalinasBarbecue.com. We'll have the, I'll have it on my Facebook page. We will be the address and stuff. So you definitely come out and join us. It will be fun. We will have a good time. That I can almost guarantee you. Uh, bring a chair because you will probably need that. They probably won't have chairs for you to sit. So um, we will probably have beer. If not, I'm sure there's a beer store somewhere. That's the Elks Lodge. They got beer in there. Uh, so those will probably sell you as well. So uh, like I said, we'll have some fun with it. And of course, you know, like I said, we're going to do it with love and we're going to do it with passion. So that's what I got. What you got? Uh, again, uh, small business shout out to Char 380. Be sure to swing by, see Sean for any kind of your barbecue accessories, new grills. Uh, if you're wanting to get you know a patio done, you know for barbecue um, stuff in there, he's got everything for you. Uh, let him know, uh, Randy and Junior with Big Slings Barbecue sent you, um, and he will take care of you. And then of course, uh, Vizio Cigars off of Custer in McKinney, Texas. Uh, if you're looking for a good uh, cigar place to and want to support a small business, definitely get in the, go in there, swing in there, and get some. Uh, even if you're just you know new to it, like I am, I walked in and told them, hey, uh, still kind of new to it, so I'm not sure what I want, but I can tell you what I want is something that smells good and easy going down. Um, and he pointed me in the right direction. I got some good four, four good smelling ones. One is a cognac, I can tell you. So even if you're not a cognac drinker, you're going to love this one because the smell on it is delicious. Uh, but, yeah, be sure to stop by Vizio Cigars. Uh, and, of course, as always, follow us on all of our social media sites, um, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, to stay up to date on what we got coming, events, uh, to see our cooks, all that kind of stuff. If you want to give our products a try, Go to BigSlingsBarbecue.com. Uh, links will be below. Uh, so give them, a, give them an order. Give them a shot. If you're in Irving or want to be, want to save on that shipping again, come out to Irving. Uh, just shoot me a message or junior message saying, hey, on the way, do you have something? We'll let you know what we got. Uh, so you can save on shipping. Come come out and see us. Uh, and, of course, as we always say, hey, just keep cooking. Uh, keep that smoke rolling. Do it with love. Do it with passion. We will see you down the road. Take it easy.